There's a place in Brisbane not many people know about, but this is how you find it. You drive northbound on the ICB out of the valley. Turn right onto Kingston Smith Drive past the Breakfast Creek Hotel with the river running beside you on the right. You'll eventually reach the trendy wharf development of Portside. If it's the weekend, the streets will be crowded with hungry stomachs on their way to the popular Eat Street markets. But if you continue on past Eat Street, you'll see on your right, tucked in between the oil silos and the warehouses, a flashing LED sign that reads, Hackerspace Brisbane. If you're brave enough to drive in, you'll be greeted by a member who will most likely tell you this. The Hackerspace is a collection of buildings leased off the local authorities and turned into a haven for the maker. Like an evil genius's workshop, the Hackerspace provides tools, facilities and a community mentoring approach to anyone who wishes to become a member. It is a varied community of people, ranging from engineering students to middle-aged mechanics to musicians and architects. All people who share a common interest in making stuff be it giant wooden dragonflies, Internet of Things infrastructure, high-end virtual reality headsets or 3D printing robots, on any given night of the week, it's happening at the Hackerspace. To see how the Hackerspace runs and how it promotes Brisbane's digital economy, Marek Kowalkowicz from the PwC Chair in the Digital Economy took a drive out to the Hackerspace at 6.30 on a Tuesday night. That's the green room. This is the green room building. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one guy there building an RC, uh, what do you call them, graders? Yeah, bulldozer. Bulldozer, grader. He's just, RC bulldozer. Yeah, yeah, from plans that he had. Because he they can, right? Yeah. Laser cutter in there that we bought from China mm-hmm. and regretted instantly. Uh-huh. Um, is that woodworking room? Um, it's fairly crowded at the moment. It probably needs to expand a bit. but mm-hmm. um, We were actually approached by the G20 Parade Committee uh, to build a robot uh, to walk in their parade. Oh, so, yes. so there's like a kinetic sculpture, right? Yeah, it's, it's based on Theo uh, Janssen's, uh, what are they calling it, Strand Beast designs. Well, in brief, the current model here is that we are 110% community driven. Mm-hmm. So everything we do here is volunteers. The, the people who fill out the paperwork for the leases, they're volunteers. The people who clean the toilets are volunteers. The people who, so we don't have an umbrella organisation that sponsors us. So we run on a smell of an oily rag when it comes to financials. Mm. Um, but we've been blessed with an incredible site and incredible community and a bunch of dedicated people. So um, the community for us is the, the, the fr- right in the middle of the, of the group. Um, and around that, we're able to run smaller groups, for example, each of the different divisions that you visited tonight, you know, the woodworking area, the metalworking area, they all have sort of small hierarchy of groups and they run classes and the group as a whole encourages members as volunteers to run classes and we provide facilities like the classroom we're sitting in right now um, and our landlord s- supplies um, um, newspaper um, sponsorship that sort of thing so we can get articles in the, into local uh, magazines and um, we, we sort of branch out as far as we can but you know, like all classical community organizations which it's like herding cats sometimes you know if you th- if you imagine a startup trying to run a building this size with 70 people this size uh, on zero money you know it would be a complete failure and yet somehow we su- we're succeeding really anyone who's involved with the Brisbane Hackerspace that's uh, like an executive or a core member mm-hmm. um, has been interested in makerspaces and hackerspaces for a while 
Um, for me, it's all about getting people access to tools so that they can then feel better about themselves because they can make. Uh, and I, I feel that making is very strong uh, in being able to encourage happiness. So like, if, if you can take things and make them with your hands, then you are happier for it. Yeah, I always found that a lot of my projects in years previous were, were only roadblocked by, you know, just having no access to, to like, uh, just a, a metal lathe. Like, I only want to make one little part and then I've got this whole project done. Mm. But to get access to that as just Joe Blow on the street, you've got to go to an engineering firm, whereas you can come to a place like this, learn to use the tool, make it yourself, and you, you have access to it right there when you want it. Absolutely. It's also like, like me personally, um, it was a good outlet for a mental, mental illness. Um, just to be able to build things. Mm. Um, it's, it allows you just to... It's like a calming aspect which you can really sink yourself into. Mm. Uh, you, can, you, you can get stuff out of your head and design things and then build, <laughs> build stuff. Uh, so it's, for me, it's been, a, it's been a quite a good, a good outlet and I'm really glad I found this place. I found it almost about nine, ten months ago. I have a feeling as well that maybe the market economy tends to overlook the inherent value of just making things for their own sake, you know? Mm. Like... It must have a money value. Yeah, in, industry insists on you justifying the end result of your making. So mm. what is the product that mm. you're going to sell? No, actually, the product is just my own sanity. The product is my own satisfaction. The product is the satisfaction of a group of yep. people, you know? Mm. Like, I, I think the product is also being able to inspire other people right, to build, absolutely. too. Yeah. Like, I think that gets overlooked a lot. Like, if you have a group of people making cool things together, that inspires other people to make things. Mm -hmm. And I think that actually would help drive uh, the digital economy yeah. in, in certain ways that would actually help with uh, building a skill base, like, uh, particularly with capacity building and that sort of thing, um, which we definitely need in Brisbane. Like, we have a lot of the people I know that are familiar with this sort of equipment and uh, skill sets moved to other states because it's easy to find jobs there doing that um and whereas in brisbane there's not so much like there there's little bits and pieces you know there's the hacker space there's places like the state library in the edge uh and most more recently places like workshop and uh that sort of thing mm -hmm. but before that it's kind of there was nothing mm -hmm. yeah even trying to justify the existence of hackerspace to the local council is is, is proving difficult you know and yet <laughs> they don't get it sorry and yet in china Every single hacker space is sponsored by the government. Yeah, right. So the government, they, the government recognises the value in in encouraging people to create because mm -hmm. it, it it's it evolves their economy in a very positive direction. So, so in in the, the chair of digital economy, uh, we with the team that we have, we're we're trying to address a lot of. Uh, challenges that we see uh, that are there in, in Australia when it comes to innovation, when it comes to uh, creating new businesses, right? Because we're, you know, in the end, we are about, you know, all about digital economy. And, and what we see is that, you know, the topic of entrepreneurship, the, the fact that um, people assume that if something's broken, uh, you just throw it away, get a new thing. Uh, people uh, have this impression that they're 
or assumption again that they're not creative right mm -hmm. that others are creative yes. uh, so it's more of a consumption model rather a rather than a, a creation uh, model and they don't really know that that really sky's the limit right so so whatever idea you have maybe you might to, you, you might need to modify it slightly but you will probably get it done right like this you know blinking hat here right someone had this idea <laughs> This was, uh, you know, a so and so how do you explain to people you cannot just, you know, go in front of 20 people or, you know, 200 people or 2000 people tell them, hey, just fix things that are broken. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so that's where I see. Places like that are, are absolutely amazing. You know, if we could bring kids here and even show them around. Sometimes it's all about showing yes. them around. You know, 10% of them will want to come back. You know, 5% of them will actually come back. Uh, and, uh, you know, in a hundred people, you'll probably get two or three that will start building great things. And that's all you need to, to start that movement, right? You just start snowball rolling down the hill. Exactly, yes. exactly. And, and suddenly we're not talking, uh, you know, tall poppies. We're not talking, hey, I'm not creative. We're talking, hey, we have beautiful examples of creativity coming from Brisbane. Uh, and, and it's like a snowball, like you're saying, yeah. We are exploring um, avenues of working with other community, uh, sorry, commercial and community entities. Uh, we do host um, community groups such as the team that are working on Modifier. Uh, we have the Wonky Queenslander team here as well, uh, which is that art car out in the quad. Um, but we're also exploring uh, avenues of working with other commercial entities in Brisbane. Um, so, for instance, Little Tokyo 2, uh, which is a uh, co-working space. Uh, we're currently in the process of working out a partnership with them uh, to provide resources they don't have and vice versa. Um, we also work with the State Library of Queensland, but we'll be solidifying that at some point. Mm. There's also so, a couple of startups we've spun out in terms of individuals within the group who have created uh, in incubator startups. Uh, one of them was called the Fove. The Fove is, is specifically a eye-tracking headset, mm. um, and um, the current CTO of that, Lachlan Wilson, uh, he was a president here at the Hackerspace, and he developed that while he was the president here. So it's a great example showing that, you know, the moment you join the, the ranks here, you really start to understand that there's so many things that you could build yourself, right? It's a bit overwhelming yeah. at first, yes. I said that I could stay for 20 minutes. <laughs> Just looking at my watch, it's been an hour now. That's the flow I'm talking about, right? That's how uh, you get into, into the flow and uh, it's just amazing to see what's happening. It, it takes over to a certain extent, but it's, it's a good taking over. Like you, you see something that someone's built and you're like, wait, I could do that too. Mm. And then from there, like your creativity blossoms. Like you, you say, a lot of people don't feel they're creative, and I come across that all the time in my work. But once you sit them down and you give them things to try, then they're suddenly like, wait, I can do this with that, and that with yeah. this, and and then the creative creativity just blossoms. Absolutely. To me, maker spaces are 
you know, one of the important aspects, right? Just like uh, co-working spaces, just like startup incubators. I think this is that ecosystem which, uh, you know... You definitely need, need, need to like build that, that varied ecosystem. Otherwise, you'd be focusing just on startups or just on co-working or just on hackerspaces. Yeah. They all need to work together um, to, to build, you know, the digital economy. Awesome. Good stuff. Hey, thanks, everyone. That was a, a good discussion. Absolutely. Thank you for your Thank time. You. Thank you.